Hey everybody, Josh Kalinowski here. Hey, I want to do a quick intro of my guest today, uh, my man, a good fun, a good friend of mine uh, named Justin Rothensoffer. And he, uh, I tell you what, I had the pleasure of meeting him through an acquaintance, and uh, man, we just hit it off. He was a, as an athlete, as a former athlete, uh, we had a lot in common. And uh, Justin, on this episode, he talks about his his years as an athlete, but then his years as a strength and and um, uh, professional coach for uh, collegiate and NHL teams and how all of a sudden one day it was over. Not by his choosing, but one day it was over. And most of us, when we go through tragedy like that, we don't know how to pick up the pieces, but the resilience and the strength that he showed through this opened up for the best chapter of his life. And he explains to us, well, how him and his uh, now fiance, Elise, started a company called Own It. And he's going to share with you the uh, eight essential pillars that they have discovered that you can master to achieve some great things in your life. And uh, we get very, very granular. We get very specific on those areas and what you can do to start to tackle the things and the challenges of your life that are maybe holding you back, the physical part of it, the emotional part of it, and uh, how you can open up some amazing doors in your life. So uh, sit back, enjoy, and uh, can't wait to have you guys here. Uh, my conversation with a good friend of mine, Justin. All right, dude, man. Hey, uh, once again, thanks for uh, joining me on today's podcast here, brother. I know that uh, you are one extremely dude. Busy, I would say, is an understatement. It's, uh, it's something that comes along with, I think, my personality is it could be, I, I, I put it this way, is I could be on a deserted island with nothing but palm trees and beach around me, and I would still be a busy dude. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. There's no doubt about it. Put yourself through like a nice, good hit workout that lasts, you know, a good 50 hours or so. <laughs> oh yeah, or just building sandcastles that turned into like my own little island city. Yeah. That's awesome, my man. Well, hey, let's. I want to talk about, um, you know, your so your career. You were for for t- over 12 years. You're a strength and performance coach uh, on the professional side of uh, sports for NHL, uh, for an N- NHL team. Uh, but then you transitioned out of that. Um, I love talking to um, entrepreneurs, professionals that have had to make that transition. You know, because that's not always easy. You know, you know, always think that this is my game plan. This is what I'm going to do. This is Plan A. There's no options for Plan B. I'd love to you just to kind of share with our audience a little bit is, you know, when did you have that realization? What, what was that like for you where you go, man, I'm either I'm forced to do this or I'm going to pursue this other angle because I feel like there's a need. What was that? What was that moment for you? Like, it's a great question and you're exactly right. It was always plan A. I, I never had plan B. It was, uh, I wanted to make it to the national hockey league as a player. Uh, I fell one, one league shy, uh, played in the American League, uh, played in the NCAA, but never made it quite there as a player. And then all of a sudden, when I knew that I had a talent, I had a, um, I had a passion for wellness that then engages into performance and doing it through data in a different way. I found myself at the NHL level, mm-hmm. at the NCAA level, winning national championships, um, and then working with the best, play- best players in the world. And that, that became my world. And I, and I say that 
as almost unfortunately that became my world mm. because it cost me a lot and yeah. it it cost my first marriage it cost me a lot of friends it cost me um my family to a certain extent because i became so obsessed with that and that being my identity that being where i saw my value mm. and it and it conflicted me a lot inside it conflicted me internally because uh, being a man of faith being uh, uh being raised in an unbelievable family with unbelievable parents with a great sister um i knew that my values were being compromised by being around professional sports and 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 the culture of the teams and and hockey in itself that wasn't necessarily aligning with what my values truly were yeah. And thus I was becoming that. And, and that, that was a choice of mine. I'm not blaming yeah. it or saying, but, but I, I, I adopted what I was around. And, um, and that became very conflicting for me internally. Um, was doing great work, was doing, making an impact for those that I was influencing, yeah. but was making choices that I wasn't necessarily um, proud of. Uh, spending all my time at the, at the office, at the rink, um, instead of going and spending it with, um, my wife at the time, um, choosing to stay, uh, at, at, at the rink, um, working with guys over the summer instead of going and visiting family. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it got to an apex to a point where there was a funeral and I, I just chose not to go uh, to, wow. to be with those that were, um, uh, that's that theoretically needed me, yeah. But my family and those who truly needed me, I wasn't showing up for, and so it slowly started to eat away at me and eat away at me. And, um, there were little signs that said, Hey, there, the way that things are happening here, like, are not right. From looking at the way the players were treated, that their bodies were treated as. Uh, commodities, not as people, Um, that uh, the more and more in depth I got and deeper I got, the more I wanted to, the more I wanted to provide, the more I wanted to serve, the more I wanted to give, the more I wanted to do, because I had the skill sets to do it. I had the understanding. I had the passion. I was told, Hey, just stay in your lane. Just don't, don't, don't navigate out. Just stay in your lane. Interesting. And it got harder and harder and harder for me to do because I had a pulling and a calling and um, and a, and a true passion to, to help at a greater, a greater level. Mm-hmm. And so much so that, um, over the course of my last three years, there was about three, it was about the three year mark towards the end of my career. So like 2016 that I started to go, you know what, I, this isn't for me necessarily. And, and I bounced around, um, in my head, the, the concept of leaving the concept of doing something else. And, the identity piece kept pulling me back, kept pulling me back. No, I'm nothing without the NHL logo. I'm nothing without that team logo. I'm nothing without those 30 guys around me. And um, I didn't, I, I, I say now I didn't have the courage to step out. I didn't have the courage to leave what I knew I needed to. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, it, it was in my last couple of years that I took three guys, three guys to rehab, all that had been initiated and started through surgeries that were, prescribed opiates, uh, through our team, doctors, our team, athletic trainers. Um, and 
I wanted to explore different ways of doing things. I wanted to explore uh, the CBD world. I wanted to learn alternative medicines. I wanted to learn uh, hands-on energy work. I wanted to learn hands-on um, massage work, all of which I was certified in for the last 10 years. That, again, I was told to stay in my lane. Don't, don't even ask questions. Don't even try to learn. Don't try to get better. Don't, don't question the status quo. Just stay in your lane and keep going. And I wouldn't do it. And finally, uh, it was, uh, I, finally, I was fired for it, for continually asking questions, continually trying to educate and learn in, in different ways. And so it was, the, uh, looking back on it, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. And yeah. the, way, the way that it happened, getting fired on Christmas Eve, um, getting a phone call at Christmas dinner, um, it goes right back to the sign of like, I gave everything and sacrificed everything for somebody or a entity that really doesn't have a care or value in that, that doesn't reciprocate it. Yeah. And that was my big opening eye moment of, Oh my God, what have I done? And it completely, that was the catalyst that completely changed the way in which I uh, did business and operate and, and now do business with um, both my family, my uh, now fiance, and um, uh, and every uh, every person we touch within within our business. You know, I got a couple of great uh, questions I want to follow up with because I think a lot of people don't understand this, and you really hit this well. Uh, is that when it comes to the uh, sports and in particular the professional world of it? it is really a world within a world. Like you are in a bubble, like the standards for everybody else don't apply. The rules don't apply to you. Um, you know, you, 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 you do, you comp, you don't realize it at the time, but you are compromising so many of your values and to a certain point, your morals as well too, but it's, and it's accepted though. Right. I mean, it's something that you're just like, well, yeah, but I am the exception. We do this. And yeah, I know that the same rules apply, the rules apply to you, but they don't necessarily apply to what we're doing. You're exactly right, because as we and and a perfect example of this is the moment the training camp would start. And I know in baseball, it's a little different, the timing, but it's the same concept. Training camp would start in September. If you went to the Stanley Cup final, you ended in June from September mm -hmm. through June. Don't ask me to come to anything. Yeah. Don't, I, I don't I don't exist to you like yeah. there's no wedding I'm going to be able to go to. There's no funeral I'm going to be able to go to. A birth of a child is maybe the only thing that you might be able to get away from if it's convenient on where you're playing. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And 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 that's the thing that I think has that that people do not understand is that you can't just you, you can't just miss a practice because you have to go be there for your significant other. You can't just can't just go and be there because your your grandmother died. It's, hey, you've chosen this life and this is what you're going to do because it's a privilege for you to be here. If you don't want to be here, I'm going to find somebody else who does because somebody else is going to be willing to sacrifice everything for that logo. And if you choose to do something else, it's not having a understanding for your, your values or your person or your character or your integrity. It's, well, we're not your number one priority, then see you later. Yeah. And that's, that I think is the, the real hard thing to have people truly understand as to 
the amount of sacrifice that every single one of those guys and girls goes through it in order to be there. And to be honest, I think it's something that is not just overlooked, but also something that is unfortunately championized, yeah. if that's a word. Yeah. Um, we make up a lot of words on the show. Dude. I am notorious <laughs> for making up words. So uh, you're, you're, you're falling right in line, dude. You're good. <laughs> I like it. But yep. it's, but it's, uh, but it's put on a pedestal yeah. and it's so much so that if you're playing on the far side of the spectrum, that it's, it's expected. And if you're not doing that, anything else is thought of as weakness. Anything else is thought of as not pulling, not, not staying in line, not, not doing your job, not being a team guy where in actuality it's in any other industry, they would look on the outside looking in going, what is going on? Right. It does not make any sense. So I'm curious when, when that phone call came in, um, I mean, I got to imagine it's just kind of like, you got to be kidding me. Like, really? Just like you said, you know, you've been given your entire life. You've sacrificed relationships. You obviously were sacrificing your marriage at that time. Um, did you become at all bitter by the sport? Great question. So a hundred percent. The phone call came. Uh, my stomach came up to my throat and then proceeded to go back down. <laughs> yeah. Um, I first cried, I then got angry and then I became scared mm. for, and the scared part was very short because I knew exactly what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was like, oh my, now I'm thrust into this. I have, I don't have a plan B. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. have a salary to go off of. I was sitting at my fiance's uh, family's dinner table um, as the, as this happened. And it is, it's just my character. I was like, okay, I get it. It's now get up and go. In now saying that the big thing that I needed to do along the way to, to your point was I, I wanted to get as far away from the world of the, NHL as I could. Um, I, I didn't want to have anything to do with, uh, with hockey. I didn't want to have anything to do with uh, training. I wanted to get, I, I wanted to completely get out of it, but yet I didn't know how to articulate it. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it looked like. I didn't know uh, how to take the experience that I'd been through and turn it into something that was really impactful because I'd only ever stayed in my lane. I'd only ever been in that space. Yeah. And so navigating through was not only confusing, but also, like I said, a little scary at the same time. Um, and took me a little time to navigate and figure out. Um, and, and to be honest, I needed a break from, uh, from, from, from that space. Mm -hmm. So what was that journey? Like you obviously, so we go through that, you, you, you have this, what we at that time is very devastating, right? You're trying to go, okay, now what the heck am I going to do with the rest of my life? I know that I've got some talent. I have, I have something I'm very passionate about, right? Um, how did you make that transition? How did you go from uh, the success that you had now to now looking at it, you're like the success that you're experiencing, the success that you're on the cusp of experiencing as well too is pretty amazing. And we'll get into your company, Own It. Um, what was that like? Did you, I mean, did you gradually get into it or was it like, okay, no, I'm driven. I'm going to be successful and this is the lane I'm going in. 
what was that? What was that experience like? Yeah, no, I, I really dove in with two feet. Um, all of a sudden I found myself having what I never had in the past, which was free time, white space mm-hmm. to plan, to mm-hmm. think, because you'd get to the rink at six, 7am and you'd leave at four or five at the afternoon on a practice day. Um, and on a game day, 10, 11 at night, if you were traveling, yeah. get on planes and planes, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. uh, uh, so I, I all of a sudden had time on my hands. I had time to think I had time to facilitate. I had time to create. And so I, I really just dove in and, and I've always been a survivor. That's something that, um, I think I've always led with is, uh, this, this, um, mindset of inevitability. And what I mean by that is uh, there's four levels of, there's four different areas of mindset. You have, uh, uh, impossible, probable or impossible, possible, probable, and inevitable. And I only ever do business with people that have the um, possible or inevitable mindset. That's it. Hmm. Because those people, that's an idea. I love it. Let's get in. Let's figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. And and now let's put in the work and make it happen. Mm -hmm. Because Elon Musk uh, didn't one day say, well, maybe we'll put him a rocket on Mars, right. <laughs> maybe I'll build an electric car. It's like, no, it's going to happen. Yeah. Let's just keep figuring it out. Let's just play with things. And so for me, yeah. as soon as that happened, I, I got to the drawing board and I still remember sitting. And the first thing I did was said, I need, I need, I need somebody to help me navigate this space. And so first mm-hmm. thing I did was hire a coach. Um, and I didn't just hire one, I hired three. And I, I wanted to get clarity. I wanted to get clear. I needed to know what I wanted to do. Uh, in the meantime, I knew I needed to make money to pay for it. So, uh, living in New York city, um, because again, I moved from California to, uh, New York city in two weeks because I need to move my stuff out. I need wow. somewhere to go. I was homeless all of a sudden. I had no purpose to be in California anymore. So I went out to New York, uh, with, with my fiance. And again, a blessing in disguise is that put us in the same place for the first time in a two and a half year relationship. Um, and, uh, there's got to be some adjustment right there, by the way, there had but, to be some adjustment right there. <laughs> had to well, be some adjustment, right? When you're not used to <laughs> being with each other all the time, major adjustment. And, uh, not only it's not like we were being put together in the best of circumstances. Uh, she sure. had a full on career that was, that was humming and, I was trying to figure out what I was doing that was a 32 year old guy in a identity crisis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, so I got to New York. I knew I had to pay for stuff. So I started to go into uh, these luxury buildings. I didn't know a soul went into the luxury building, said, Hey, this is who I am. This is what I can do. Uh, can I, can I train some people? I waited for a couple people to come out said, Hey, do you live here? Yeah. Would you mind throwing this on the bulletin board? Yeah, no problem. This is great. Actually, can you work with me? Sure. So before I knew it, two weeks in, I had uh, about 15 different clients Wow. and um, word of mouth spread and started to work with executives of companies like uh, JP Morgan um, executives of companies like um Victoria's Secret. Um, got my first couple celebrities, a uh, uh, couple actors, couple actresses. 
and very quickly realized that this was not what I wanted to do, that this was not, this is, this is just a, this is just replacing. This is the same thing I was doing with it, with a, with a different skin. Yeah. It, a professional athlete, an actor, a, a, like it doesn't matter. You're doing the same thing. It's the same type of person and it's the same just training. And so I continue to dive deeper. What do I actually do? What does the planning look like? What does the purpose-driven life look like? And ultimately um, built the curriculum around finding your, finding your purpose, finding the energy that allows you to build capacity, taking the same concepts of what I was doing for the teams, building out the macro plan, looking at your high days, your low days, your adjustment days, uh, your compens- your super compensation weeks, um, your, your push days, your back off days, all of the, I call them red, green, and yellow days based on total output. Um, I've always been a data guy uh, since the age of 13, was wearing heart rate monitors and brainwave devices to measure the way in which you were sleeping to create consistency and optimization, stress optimization, stress enhancement, stress capacity to be able to be more resilient and ultimately to win consistently. And so as I continued to do this, I was like, you know what? This is exactly what these people want. And so would sit and talk, would sit and talk and listen to what they were saying. And everybody was struggling from the same thing that I was going through in the, in the NHL from not being driven with their values. Their values were being misconstrued along the way. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, along the way, my fiance was going through the same thing. Same thing as the, as the VP of a major, major fashion company. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she had a fortune of um, doing her own path and her own uh, education and schooling outside of this on the neuro- the neurology side and bringing it over to leadership. And that's how she was building her teams there. But she wanted to make a bigger impact. And so the more we started to talk, the more it was like inner outer energy, inner outer energy, the energy equation creating these working with teams, leadership teams, corporations, companies, one-on-one executives. And it very quickly, the moment that we started to really have it click went from a zero to seven figure company about eight, eight, nine months. And it just resonated. It started to click. It started to go. It started to like continue to churn. And from there, we invested in more coaches. From there, we invested with a mutual friend, Sharon Shrivatsa, who mm-hmm. continued to help us uh, grow in, in ways that we would have never thought possible, ideas that we would have never thought of. And, and, and he got it because um, we started to work with his team. And it, it was amazing as to what we were doing. We weren't doing anything better. We were doing everything extremely different. Mm-hmm. And we called it data-driven energy. Every single thing we did from the way you feel, the energy you have, the way you sleep, the way you function day to day, your self-care, uh, the way you structure your days. It wasn't based on managing time. It was based on managing energy. Mm-hmm. It was based on living true to your values, the mindset, everything that was typically intangible, that was typically, oh, just how are you feeling? Like blah, blah, blah. Very subjective. Every single thing we made tangible, quantifiable, a number, something you can see, something you can start to plan with both the mindset piece and the, the outer energy piece. And it clicked for people. And it was amazing to see the transformations. Companies that were about to go bankrupt 
all of a sudden utilizing this and now being profitable six months later. Um, uh, executives who had become type two, type two diabetics and were on their deathbed, having somebody actually write out their, um, last, their, their last will to working with us and now ultimately thriving a year later. It's amazing to see the transformational stories that have come out of this and the way in which you're impacting people and the way that you feel. I mean, as selfishly as that sounds, is you're impacting people on such a great level and having done it with the similar system that you were doing at a level where you just felt depleted and empty and unfulfilled at the end of the day is now giving you a completely different experience that you're now sharing with also not 30 people in a room because that's who you're contractually told you need to work with, but now thousands of people around the world um, in a very unique way. You talk a lot about energy and that's something that uh, you and I spoke about uh, just this last week here. I'd love for you to just kind of dive a little bit more into that because I think that once again in, in this uh, uh, in the world of, of self-improvement and uh, performance, there's a lot of messages that are going out there that are just either mixed or they're just flat out wrong, as we've talked about. And I know that you um, are very, very passionate about the energy, the energy that we have, the, the energy that we need to continue to create, the energy we store and how we do that. Uh, I'd love for you to dive a little bit more into that because, you know, once again, as these top produce, or top performers that we're talking to, these entrepreneurs, um, they're, they're, ex they're expending a ton of energy, maybe wasting that energy. They're not at their performance uh, level that they want to be at. Dive into energy a little bit more for them so they can get a little bit more granular of why that is so important and maybe how they can start to be a little more proactive with it. So energy is the baseline to anything that we do, whether you're trying to sell yourself, trying to sell your idea, trying to sell a product, a service, uh, a house, a car, you name it. You're not, you could have the best um, product, you can have the best pitch, you can have the best lines, but people will buy, people will buy into energy. Yeah, And it's the lifeline to how you show up day in and day out. If you don't have energy to play with your kids, you're not going to feel fulfilled as a parent. If you don't have the energy to give to your significant other, you're not going to be fulfilled in your relationship. If you don't have the energy to give to your business, you're going to feel it slowly kill you. And so energy is truly what we have to master and what we have to look at. And we break it down into two different sides, outer energy and inner energy. Mm -hmm. And we take it from a block. Your body does not know the difference between mental, physical, spiritual, or emotional stress. It only understands it as stress. Mm -hmm. Your body's not doing a workout and then going and answering emails that have a bunch of fires in them and going, oh, I just finished a workout and oh, here's the mental stress. Now it's coming. No, it just goes, oh, I went from a workout now to a stressful situation here. Now my wife's yelling at me and my kids are playing in the background because I'm at my home office. And so it's just stress upon stress, upon stress, upon stress. Now in the pyramid, physical emotional, mental, and spiritual. Think about it as a pyramid, okay? Bottom to top. What we talk about is building stress capacity to optimize energy. And if you can build stress capacity, it means that you can handle more. It's like if you were wanted to go run a half marathon. If you ran a mile every single day up until the day of that half marathon, 
at about mile five, you're probably going to start cramping. You're probably going to be like, oh my God, I can't run anymore. You're going to get pains in your back, pains in your legs. You might start to get shin splints because your body has entered into a distressed state. Right. But if you had run one mile and then three miles and then seven miles and then one mile and then six miles and then two miles and then 10 miles and then taking a day off and then two miles and then five miles and slowly work your way up to it. You run that half marathon and your body's just in that, what we call a gold zone because you've expanded your stress capacity. You've expanded your, uh, your ability to handle it and perform at a higher level. Mm-hmm. And now the way that we do that, when we talk about energy, when it comes to life is the biggest differences are made. So the capacity builders are made from physical up biggest pyramid level is that physical side. Mm-hmm. But, and here's the difference maker, but the biggest change and adaption to change is spiritual down because you identify with the purpose in which you're doing everything for, yeah. and that's what drives you. That's what pushes you. But then having your routines and sound foundations from physical up, which we have eight areas, we have nutrition, hydration, nutri- um, uh, movement, self-care, sleep, environment, immune function, and, uh, and mindset. Those are the eight areas that come in from, from that controllable side. And you have the inner and outer energy side. On the outer energy side, we focus specifically on HRV. And HRV is the inner metric that measures stress. Again, your body doesn't know the difference between right. those four. Yep. And HRV will reflect that every single time on an individual basis. So it's what affects Josh is going to affect Justin is going to affect Elise is going to affect Katie is going to affect uh, Sharon is going to affect Tony is going to affect Julie differently, but we can all be utilizing those same concepts on the inner energy side with Elise. She's, she's basically um, created five different assessments that um, have been uh, processed through Stanford and MIT and Harvard and Oxford over in the UK and been proven to improve energy. She's got a seven point scale. Bottom two are very catabolic in nature, very breaking down. Top five are very anabolic. The higher a company, the higher an individual, the higher leadership team, the higher a family resonate, the more efficient, the more productive, the more profitable, the more um, fulfilled you are. It's no secret, but now it's tangible. And so by using these tangible numbers and coaching through this and guiding through this and implementing these things, it's now taking thing, tools that we already have, things that we hear all the time, and putting a so what to everything. And when you have a so what, that truly drives you and is allowing you to impact those around you to create this energetic leadership outside of everything that now gives you this fuel and fire to burn bright in every aspect of your life, both at home, both at work, both at your company, both for yourself, and making sure that that is something that continues to be fostered, continues to be pushed, continues to fire and breathe high. We had one a guy come to us and say, hey, you know what? Like, I'm always weary about diving into stuff like this because I don't want to work less. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't want you to work less. I, there, it's, it's the same thing when we were t- I was talking to my NHL guys. I don't want you to practice less. I don't want you to go out there and go through the motions. Yeah. I want you to... I was going to swear. I want you to play hard. 
I want you to go and push hard. Yeah. I want you to go and have your 10 hour day where you're getting shit done all day long and you feel great. Yeah. But guess what? I can't have you have that day 30 days in a row, 80 days in a row. Yeah. Because guess what? That day that you felt like you were on all day, you're not going to be able to sustain that. It's actually going to end up killing you. So then the next day or two days after that or three days after that, I need you to have a two, a two, three hour day or, or, or a time where you're putting yourself first and you're going to get massages or you're going working out and you're going and spending uninterrupted family time. And we build that structure in. And so we understand what gives you energy and what expends energy. Yeah. And we create this fuel that continues to give and burn and burn and burn and burn. So you're always burning and you're always going. And it's become, it's become very tangible. It's just not saying, oh, and you need to take a day off here and there. Uh-uh, that, that, does not, that doesn't work. It's like saying, oh, you need to eat a vegetable every now and then. Right. Like it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. You need a system. You need a strategy. You need something that can be implemented, something that can be bought into, and something that can be tangible so fe- people feel it, taste it, experience it, and have that emotional connection to it that, boom, allows that fire inside to just ignite and stay lit all the time. Yeah, I think one of the things you you've talked about, and we we uh, actually spoke about this last week, is when you understand the why, the purpose for all of these things that you're doing, and it's not the Simon Sinek why, right? We actually had that discussion. That was actually pretty funny. Uh, it's not that type of why. It's just the understanding, the knowledge of why are you doing what you're doing? Why are we doing? Why are we trying to create this energy? Why are we trying to create a little bit more uh, um, rest? And and why are we worried about your HRV? Why are we worried about your diet? Why are we worried about all these things? I think it's brilliant because so many people, they just, they automatically just trust because somebody might have some authority or some proposed authority in that space, that that's the right thing. Or one thing that you also talk about too, is that it's just too generalized, right? Get on keto, uh, get on, you know, get on this new fad diet, work out this many times, uh, get up at this time in the morning, those things. And as you said, uh, which I think is so great is that it's, you've got to be very specific about you personally. And when you personalize it, you can take a lot more ownership into it and you'll see the results massively better and massively different than you would if you just, if you just showed up, listened to a trainer and just, and, and did exactly what they said, because this is the results that they get on themselves personally. And we know that we're all just, we're all different. You nailed it and you get to own it. You yeah. truly get to own it. And when you own it, it becomes a part of you. It no longer becomes something you have to do. It's something that you are. It's something that you, this is just what I do. Yeah. Yep. So speaking of own it, that is the name of your company, by the way, brilliant name. Uh, and I know that uh, you've also got three books here too, which 34 years old, dude, three books, like that's kind of pathetic, dude. I got to tell you three books. I having gone through the one book. I'm like, I'm not sure when I want to put the next one out because I know the commitment. Uh, your last your last book is own it. The previous one was what intent and then blueprint. Correct. You got it. So own it is the newest one. Tell me what's the difference. Like if you were going to let just give a real brief summary between the three books um, and somebody's looking for information, why would they want intent? Why would they want blueprint or why would they want own it? Yeah. So intent was very much focused. I wrote that, um, my first year in the, in the NHL, um, which was really focused on how do you build a high performance model, high, high performance system, um, when you're dealing with 
uh, more the athletic population, more the athlete, mm -hmm. uh, and, and based upon your, your price point, be it, uh, are you in a professional setting, collegiate setting, high school setting? Uh, are you trying to set it up for your son or daughter, um, youth sports coming up, uh, all of those different ways. If you have a dollar to spend, or if you have a million dollars to spend, you can do it purposefully and intentionally, awesome. hence the name intent. Uh, Blueprint was focused more on the um, executive athlete, uh, more on those executives, entrepreneurs, uh, business leaders, um, people who are wanting to utilize, again, uh, more data, more information as to how to make yourself the best version of you. Um, and, and it really helps guide you through uh, your DNA, your epigenetics, what you were built for, training that way, eating that way, um, living that way, um, if you will, and, and really taking that into consideration. And then on the Onit side, um, Onit's really a story, uh, more um, uh, written, uh, kind of like a biography about how Onit came to be and kind of my experiences through uh, these eight pillars that, um, that we talked about um, that helped me find the own it system. Um, they're not mm -hmm. the eight pillars that we operate off of, off of inner and outer energy, but really the eight pillars of my life and my values mm -hmm. that, that helped me now to, uh, create own it and the stories and things that I've gone through, because oftentimes people look at the life you've created or things that you've done, things you've experienced and go, man, it's just been so, it's, it's been so easy for you, or it's yeah. been, uh, what a great ride that's been. And, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be who I am today. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today if it wasn't for all the kicks in the knees and all the uh, checks from behind and yeah. uh, all the, uh, <laughs> uh, all the just getting kicked while you were down and um, it, you, you wouldn't be there. And it goes right back to the keyword that I said a little bit before is how do you build that resiliency? Resiliency is a trait that I, um, I truly admire in people and, uh, and now help to teach in, uh, in different ways. Yeah. Love it, man. Well, as we wrap this up, buddy, where's the best place that, uh, people can find you? You've got your personal website. Um, where would, where, where's the best place? What, what social media platform do you like? Yeah. So, um, Elise and I are very active on, on everything in which we're doing. Um, if people are looking for ways to take immediate action today, um, and really understand what HRV is, uh, how it can implement and give them more energy. Uh, you can go to uh, masterinsixminutes.com, uh, masterinsixminutes.com, uh, and that will uh, literally take you through um, uh, how to how to manage your uh, your wearables. Uh, it's got a nice little PDF book there. It's got um, both three videos that uh, will literally help you manage your wearable, manage your, whether it's an Apple watch, whether it's a whoop band, whether it's an aura ring, whatever it is that you use, uh, or whether you don't have anything, just literally help you manage your energy um, in six minutes or less. And so that's a, that's a free download. You don't even have to have any touch points with me. It's, you're not going to get a sales call later. It's just yeah. simply just value. Here you go. Um, master in six minutes.com. And the six is a number. Uh, or if you want to just reach out to us, uh, we're very active on Instagram uh, or um, uh, just ownit.co. So J-U-S-T ownit.co uh, is the website. In addition to that, you guys also, you and Elise do a fantastic uh, little podcast called White Claw Wrap-Up. That's an awesome, uh, uh, well, I don't know if it's a podcast, but more of a video, I said blog that you guys do. 
So we alternate back and forth. It's we've we've changed it now. We've rebranded a couple times. It was the White Claw wrap up. Now it's the weekly wind down. Okay. And- see, I love. See, you're. I'm, I'm. I'm loving where you're going with that, man. The wine, because I do wine with the wife on Thursday nights is my uh, my thing. I and I have not been able to get her to record it yet, but I'm gonna get there. <laughs> so yeah. I love you guys are doing that. Yeah, weekly wind down, and those those are out every. I think we post them every Saturday, um, okay. and. Uh, really just touch on all the topics from inner and outer energy and what it looks like and how do you manage your energy and how do you lead in a more effective way? Um, and then obviously, uh, our podcast, uh, uh, the energetic leader, um, we'll have that's on every platform that you can imagine. And we'll have you on and a guest, uh, in a few weeks as well. And, um, again, it's, it's really taking leaders, in their spaces, learning about their journeys, what had, what they've gone through and what strategies they've really used to lead and get to the levels in which they have. Yeah. Awesome, buddy. Well, Hey dude, I've really enjoyed uh, this time and I know that you brought some great value to our people. So thanks for uh, providing all that information. And uh, of course the passion as well too. I know that uh, for those of you that are listening, you can hear it, but if you're watching this, uh, you know that uh, Justin gets very passionate about this. So this is good, man. No, Josh, I appreciate it and uh, uh, appreciate your time and, and having me on. Yeah. All right, everybody. Hey, once again, as you guys know, the only thing that we ask the price of admission for this podcast is that you share it. Um, you know, I would tell you just personally, you know, something as I continue to get older in my life, uh, my health and my vitality and my energy is something that I've just been made more and more aware of. And uh, I've just gotten some great takeaways from Justin, not only in this show, but of course, in past and previous conversations. And I know going into the future, we're really excited to get him more involved in our leadership and, and uh, how we can continue to grow as a company. So I know that you guys will benefit as well too. So get everything you can that's free. But then of course, obviously I would most certainly be reaching out to uh, see what they can do to offer and change and help you in your life. So you guys take care, have a fantastic rest of your week and we will definitely be talking with you soon. 